Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this week's group call for Tactical Sovereignty. This is the main checksit group call. And we've got Charles Stewart here with us this evening. Uh, Some of you might be familiar with him. But we're just going to discuss uh, some things in general, basically the way things are operating today as compared to how people think they're operating. Because I think that's one of the problems that people run across is they're confused as to the way things are, are going because they don't seem like they're going according to the way they were originally set up to be. Um, you know, one of the things I hear people talk about the most is their frustration over different uh, air quotes, public officers, you know, uh, not complying with, say, their oaths to the Constitution and things like that, which there's very good reason for. Uh, I, I would say, number one, one of the reasons why is because they're not a public officer. Uh, they're working for a privately held company, which kind of changes the paradigm of everything. But anyway, I'm going to step back for a second here and uh, let Charles take over. How are you doing, Charles? I'm good, Brian. Um, thank you. I'm not very good at cold. Uh, um, I'm hoping you can provide me with a little bit of focus here. I don't know how you would like me to start. <laughs> well, you know, if you were, let's just imagine that well, we're talking to a 100% cold audience, uh, uh, someone or people that have absolutely no idea as to the operations of uh, the system today and, and what's happening. Um, how, how would you approach it to somebody to kind of turn the light bulb in their head on? Uh, I think I'd, uh, well, there, there's a number of ways, obviously, but my gut instinct at this moment uh, um, is thinking in terms of that U.S. Senate report that was issued in the 70s or something like that. 91-531 or something like that, um, but says clearly that constitutional rights and liberties have been abridged as a result of declarations of emergency. And that brings in the whole emergency war powers issue in the 14th Amendment and the Civil War. And, you know, you can build a whole lot from there. Yeah, that, that's definitely a direction of going. And, you know, I think it's funny is that every time you turn around, it seems like uh, there's some new declaration like that coming out. Um, people were freaking out here the past week or so about Trump calling you know, a national emergency regarding the wall. And they don't realize that there's been these emergencies declared over and over, just scabs of them. Um, if you want to look at, it, say, the war on terror, that, that was a declaration of an emergency right there. Or... Uh, even say a, a war on obesity, things as simple as that just keeps that state of limbo uh, in existence. That's the way it seems to me, anyway. 
Yeah. Um, um, well, I'm, I'm inclined to believe that those declarations of emergency need to stop. I don't find much comfort in Trump declaring more emergencies just because it's been done a whole lot of times before. Right. Well, and here's the thing as well, is that all these things that are done, I mean, what we've all heard of that little catchphrase, presumption of law, all this stuff has been done tacitly. Nobody stood up and rebutted it. And I think that, you know, people today that are in the state of, you know, no longer just being aware of a problem, but now really being awake and saying, okay, this has got to end. And this, this is when the people probably should be stepping up and starting to rebut these things. That's why they go and post stuff into the um, Federal Register to see if anybody comes forward and rebuts it. If they don't, they just continue with business as usual. Well, um, I, I've become frustrated with individual actions, but if a community of people could get organized and get something in the Federal Register as a community, that might give us some traction. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think it, it does need to be more than one um, man or woman that does this. And, you know, people, you know, they, they go to protests and things like that, but they don't realize that the, those kind of actions, that's really not the correct action. You know, a, a protest is saying, okay, I'll go along with it, but you're telling them that I don't like it. Well, uh, that's yeah. not really quite enough. Yeah. But I really like to seek judicial remedy. I like to bring criminal complaints against corrupted public servants. Well, and you know, one of the things I would say as well, um, if you look back at some, you talked about an action that had happened in the 70s. You know, if we look back to action that happened uh, December 9th of 1949, where Congress turned all government offices over to the United Nations. Well, that should kind of give us a clue right there. Well, you know what? They've got bosses, too. And now their boss is, by choice, the U.N. So maybe this should just be taken strictly on an international level because that's really what they're doing. They're, they're operating everything from an international standpoint. Yeah, I comprehend that. They're, they're pretending like everything's normal and that, like we're a regular normal country and um, I kind of like to follow that line of thought because that's really where we need to be. We need to be our own separate country and um, um, I think the whole system of civil municipal government needs to be replaced with a common law form of government and um, um, if we don't drag in the international thing then we can hopefully do a seamless transition over from just de facto American national government to organic de jure common law form of government. If that makes any sense. You there, Brian? All right, I think, yeah, I think I got bumped offline. Do you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that means I'm back. I was just offline for a little bit. Like I said, I'm on the road right now, so 
I might be traveling through some areas where coverage isn't that adequate. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, no, you're correct. You're correct. And Thank you. It, it, it really is, you know, the, the unity of people. Uh, if you go to the Declaration of Independence and, and look at what the Declaration of Independence said, you know, and it, it says the same thing really in the Law of Nations, is that when it, you find that a system is no longer advantageous to you, it's time to, you know, either quit, throw it off, start it anew. You know, it, yeah. one of the options given to people is never really uh, petition or protest or vote harder next time. <laughs> Those aren't the <laughs> options that I provide. Right, right. We need something more than just superficial window dressing here. Yes, absolutely. And I, I really believe that with what they did actually could make it easier on the American people uh, because what they really did, uh, they did what um, Quigley talked about, is that it was everything was going to be operating from a point of circles within circles. And what he was talking about was little associations, all these little different associations who everybody was kind of a member of other related ones as a whole would make up the system and that's what would run things. And it wouldn't matter if one of those little circles got taken down because the people in it were all connected into other little little associations. Um, and you, you see, for instance, the Judges Association, the Clerk of Courts Association. Uh, many people may live in an, a uh, homeowners association. Same thing, no different. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they want... Roman Empire model of government all over the world. And th th this gets to the religious issues that we were talking about in the other conference that um, it goes back to the, the Jewish revolution, um, uh, Roman Empire model of government um, from AD 66. You're familiar with that event, right? Yes, uh, vaguely. That I haven't really looked too deep into, though. But yeah, I've heard yeah. about it. Well, there, there's... There's a researcher named Ralph Ellis that says that that so-called Jewish revolution, it was really led by uh, Christ Jesus, uh, Messiah, Yeshua. Yeah. That, that's, that's really unconventional, unconventional thought and proposition, but um, it sounds really right to me because uh, he was building a mass movement to break away from the Roman Empire, obviously, I think that's why they crucified him, and um, um, it all fits together when you see that just shortly thereafter, uh, boom, the Jewish Revolution took off, AD 66, and um, yeah, so the battle continues. It's it's the children of Israel fighting the Roman Empire model of government, and here, two thousand years later. We got the same battle. The the names have changed, but the game remains the same. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I had that same conversation with a gentleman about an hour ago, and oh. and that's what we were discussing was that you know it, it, it's just a mirror reflection of what was happening in, in the times of uh, Yeshua, and mm -hmm. I I think in a way the state at that time you know he had declared that you know the kingdom of heaven is at hand and people were going and 
they they were forming their own communities. They were forming the, their own, basically their own churches uh, from the point of their own homes. And uh -huh. it would be, you know, like, and I've, I've talked about this before, you know, um, maybe 10 different families coming together and they would all take care of each other and they wouldn't rely on the state for their needs. You know, some people in well, the group. We had a theocratic state instead of a secular civil municipal state. It was an entirely different state of government and organic body politic organizing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it, it was really more the way things are supposed to work today, even you know, when you're having problems in life or whatever. You're supposed to be surrounded by a uh, circle of strength, you know, that can assist each other. And mm -hmm. instead, you know, people lose their job, and the first thing they think of is, oh, let me look up the address for unemployment. Let me go so I can go apply. You know. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, the biblical books of Mark and Luke. They contain specific references to how Jesus was organizing his followers by fifties and hundreds, just like he fits into the Exodus 18 model. Right. And and if you look at other Torah books, um, Old Testament, um, uh, the book of Numbers specifically, um, uh, the whole Israelite nation was organized in a grassroots, bottom-up manner like that as armies. Okay, they, they were organized as smaller armies of tens and fifties and hundreds and thousands. Um, that was clearly the, the original Torah law model. And, um, of course, the New Testament doesn't talk about Jesus doing any kind of army organizing, but um, um, the implication is there that he's clearly following the original Torah law model, which was obviously based on armies. And, and then again, bringing that all forward to today, a common law township uh, that's recognized in our modern American constitution, common law townships are 10 households, common law precincts are 100 households, Common law county is supposed to be some households of qualified electors. Right. And, you know, actually, we should be coming together and when forming these, we should be coming together and drawing up our own constitutions and yep. how we're going to be operating and, um, you know, how everything is constructed because, because that's all the original constitution was. It was just saying how the federal government was going to be operating. Yeah. Yeah, and, and um, you know, just a few of us can't make much of a change, but if the idea can catch on and next time there's uh, any kind of a massive protest in Washington, D.C. or around Wall Street or something like that, if we can have people on the ground that are organized, we should be able to take over those buildings that are either financial centers or governmental offices um, because the laws on our side everything they do is de facto 
And if we got good people in the leadership position, um, uh, we can speak the words to say to the de facto's that their services are no longer needed. If they want to join with us in a new model of government, that's great. Welcome aboard. You got to abide by the common law. But um, this Roman Empire civil municipal form of government is coming to a close. Well, my, myself, I would suppose something a, more, a little more peaceful. And that is that when you're going and putting together your own organization and, and your own people, you're establishing yourself under your own constitution that as you build numbers, the other side will lose numbers. And right. to me, that's what will really make a difference because I don't think anything is going to change until they start seeing that, you know, uh, they're losing they're losing faith. I mean, it, look at, for instance, look at the dollar bill and, and what it's based on. It says it's based on full faith and credit, right? Well, guess what? Mm -hmm. If the people stop losing faith and credit in one side and move it over to another side, uh, to me, that is really the honorable way to do it. Yeah. Um, there's a number of different ways it can break, and I'm not sure that um, either of our propositions are in opposition to each other. I think we could move forward with both models, and you know, one of them might break more uh, beneficially than the other. And you know, if your model breaks um, positive before mine does, I'll jump on your bandwagon. And I hope if the reverse is true, you'd jump on my bandwagon. Yep. You know, it, and it was interesting. I, I was thinking about something you had brought up the Torah. And I've heard several um, military uh, generals or whoever talking about things the past few years going on in the Middle East. And you, you could hear really in what they were saying that a lot of the problems lied in the fact that over there they weren't organized the same way the U.S. is organized. Over there, they're organized more in a form of like tribes and things like that. So yeah, it's not a matter of just looking at somebody and seeing what uniform they're wearing. But those people over there knew whose tribe was who and who was helping each other. You know what I mean? And it made it makes it really, really hard, for instance, to take down a nation when it's built of a whole bunch of, you know, little groups, little tribes. And yeah. Did you say Iraq or where were you talking no, no. about? Oh, it, it's that way with uh, Syria. That's been one of their big problems there. But that's really yeah. the way the whole Middle East is set up. Yeah. Well, that, that, to my mind, um, our, our U.S. soldiers shouldn't even be over there. They should be home taking care of the criminals here. Well, no, you're absolutely correct. And I'll tell you what, anybody sit down and start reading through the Law of Nations, and I don't think you're probably going to find a single page in it where you're not going to find uh, infractions of today's system on the Law of Nations. They're breaking it left and right. That right. They're really supposed to be leaving other sovereign nations alone. As long yeah. as that sovereign nation is not imposing on them and causing harm to its uh, property or people. Yeah. Um, the, con the concept of a clear and present danger is kind of the dividing line, I believe. And um, if there's no clear and present danger, then everybody should 
should keep their guns and stay on their side of the property line and not be invading anybody else. Um, and um, uh, the U.S. is probably the biggest violator of that, at least since we took over from the British Empire. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and myself, at least with the, the people that I'm surfing around and talk to, you know, I, I, I kind of forget what's going on in the mindset of the outside world. And a couple of days ago, there was a gentleman, there was a couple people talking, and the guy said something about 9-11. And uh, I him, I'm like, and he looked at me, and he's like, what? I said, oh, I'm sorry. I said, I just didn't know anybody still believed in that narrative. And he said, oh, yeah, he said, those wings were loaded down with jet fuel, you know. And I, I happened to be at the airport yesterday, and I was standing looking at these planes, <laughs> same exact type of planes. And yeah. I'm thinking about that statement, loaded down with jet fuel, and I'm looking at the wings. And these wings are, I mean, how much can they hold? They are not that big. They're not that wide. They're not that thick. I mean... I, I can't see the amount of fuel that would be put into those um, doing anything more than maybe burning down on Walmart or something. But I don't know. It, it just kind of cracks me up. Well, there's a lot of people, and it sounds like whoever you were talking to, there's a lot of people like that. They just, they, they don't even use their brain. They don't do any research. You know, you just I just usually walk away from people that are that ignorant. Well, yeah, that unwilling mind. I mean, that's yeah. I think what that thing is. You know, that the eyes are useless. You know, if if the mind's unwilling to think. Yeah. It, um, thinking in biblical terms, it, to my mind, I I don't like to think that way. But when I see people that are that entrenched in that much stupidity, those are the kind of people that they have no hope of gaining the kingdom of heaven. Because they don't love truth, they're making blatant false statements without even doing any research. They don't love God. They don't love truth. They're too stupid to be part of God's kingdom. And that's in the most favorable light. Maybe they're evil. Only God knows hearts. But either way, I'm sorry, if you're part of the system, um, you're, you're not part of God's kingdom. Yeah. Well, you know, and some people, I guess, just deserve the government they get. That's really what it comes down to. And they have somehow inside of them, uh, you know, I, I know it seems like we've got um, a tendency to be lazy in general. You know what I mean? Uh, everybody yeah. would just rather sometimes sit on the couch and, and do nothing than, you know, get out and dig a ditch or whatever. But, but still, um, there comes a point where you have to start you know, applying what you have uh, rather than, you know, just deciding that, you know, I'd rather be ruled than rule myself. And that's really the problem is that people have subjugated themselves to rulership out of their own um, la laziness, for lack of a better term, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, well... I think we got bigger problems than just the lazy people. Um, and a lot of those lazy people will suddenly become energized once um, 
those of us with leadership capabilities actually get our act together and start doing something positive. Um, a lot of people are apathetic because there's no opportunity. There's no constructive outlet for their energies that they can see. But when a few of us with some vision start making things shake up, then all of a sudden other people will be able to see opportunities for constructive action. And uh, I, I like to be real optimistic that um, lots of people will get organized and help us take the power back. Um, you can see the lefties doing it all the time. Um, um, and even right-wingers occasionally get organized and do good stuff. Um, so um, I'm optimistic that we can do this, that we need a good plan and we need people organized and ready to rock and roll when um, poop hits the fan here. May I? Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, who's this? Uh, I, I'm new to this call. Is this a uh, tactical sovereignty call? Yeah, who's this? Okay, it sounds like it. This is Mama G from Colorado. Who am I speaking with? Uh, this is Brian, and Charles Stewart is on with us this evening. Okay, are, are, are you, I wasn't sure how this uh, uh, call uh, was um, being handled, like a guest speaker like Angela has or others, and i just kind of been listening for a few minutes. I, I kind of came in late due to some circumstances beyond my control, and I, I listened for a while. I thought, well, it sounds like it could be the right call. They're talking strategies tactical <laughs> strategies. So I, I wanted to just confirm that and thank you very much for this call. Uh, is it just the two of you having a conversation between yourselves? No, there's more people on with us listening. Well, what I mean, do you have like a, a topic or an agenda that you're, you're, you're discussing so I don't feel like I'm interrupting? Uh, it was somewhat general. Okay, um, I next might ask you, Brian, um, a question about a post you had on Facebook a couple of years ago. And uh, I had made a screenshot of it and put it in a folder uh, to, to follow up and look into. And I realized now there was good reason that um, I didn't come across it sooner because I needed to learn more about the Full Faith and Credit Act, what it is, and the instrument that it can be. And um, I've been looking for more information as to anyone who's tried this approach, uh, how they went about the process. I've been trying to wrap my head around it. But this post basically was about the Bill of Rights and um, how in the Bill of Rights, uh, the organic U.S. Constitution, and then the states, you had uh, directed Texas Bill of Rights um, 18, I think it was uh, Section 18, Article 1, Section 18. And then right below it, you you had another state which was in the Texas uh, 
it had to do with imprisonment and a debt. Uh, no one could be um, imprisoned for a debt. And it's like, what, what's the debt got to do with it? Like, you know, I, I didn't get a lot of it then. As I'm becoming more uh, aware clearly of the meaning in that. And um, uh, the next state you had was Indiana. Texas had point blank, one sentence. I mean, almost identical to the uh, Constitution. But Indiana, there was like one or two sentences, but towards the end, they, they said eh, pretty much the same thing. They weren't like right on. It was trying to be uh, diverse in, uh, and cause a little confusion if a person didn't understand more clearly what they were to understand. And so, um, and then below that, you said, this will work in any state. And you had the word any, A-N-N-N-N-N-N-N-N-Y. And I'm going, okay, this sounds like another silver bullet I'd like to try. Because I have a son who's been uh, hijacked and kidnapped in Indiana, of all places. And... Uh, so I, I researched it. Yeah, it's there. Um, but as far as making the application, I need some direction on how I can apply this to make a, yet another attempt for a recourse and possibly this time a remedy to have uh, several things happen. My property be returned, mainly, um, you know, as far as damages or penalties. No. For right now, that's the least important. I'd like to have him to have his freedom again and possibly secure it this time. And that's why I've been working with the People's Assemblies, trying to be a coordinator for a community here in Colorado. I feel like it's very well worth the investment. And uh, so if you could respond to that a little bit, I sure would appreciate it. I've been trying to get a hold of you forever. I had the wrong access number for several weeks. I finally got it, so I'm glad to be here. Persistence paid off. <laughs> yeah, no problem, no problem. Well, uh, this topic could uh, go into a, a few different, uh, a few different directions. I, I pretty much know what you're getting at, though. Um, you know, one of the things that we've heard quite often. And I think if people think, oh, it's just one of those normal things that's said that doesn't really mean anything. And that is that, you know, if somebody's in prison or in jail or whatever, uh, you'll hear it said that they owe a debt to society. Correct? Um, yeah, that's, that's what they do. They, yeah, I looked at a debt like, okay, what's the debt? You owe somebody something. Well, in order to owe somebody something, he had to been charged with something, right? So um, that's the way I took it. You know, like they charge you with this and they charge you with that, and um, you're run through a railroaded through a kangaroo court and thrown in the slammer, and they say it's because you have a debt to pay to society. No, I wouldn't right. think that a person has to pay to society. They might have to pay to an injured party. Well, you have to realize, number one, that these courts, uh, they're administrative courts, and it's like, okay, well, what are they administrating? What they're administrating is the bankruptcy of the U.S., and then you look at all of the things that are done. 
They look at all the things that are done with cases uh, where they're making money off of them. Okay, so yeah, they're making them, somebody sitting in there. Uh, they're performing for them. Uh, they're under compelled compel performance. So they're making some bucks there. And that's this uh, so-called debt being repaid to society. Uh, unfortunately, it's looked at different by us than it's really looked at by the system, but uh, that's what's occurring. Uh, I would recommend, uh, since it's a ton of info to cover regarding this topic, um, I would recommend going on YouTube and go to Eon, E-O-N, and the title of the video is Get Out of Jail Free. And okay, hold on. It. That will explain yeah. this to you. Let me write this down. Um, I have an electric. Hold on, please. That's all right. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> okay. Um, I must tell you that today my hearing is clogged up, so I have to keep my poke in my ear to get it to open up so I can hear clearly. Okay. E R E O N. E O N. Yep. Channel. I, I didn't hear you. There was a noise in the background, I think. E-R-E-O-N what? It's E-O-N. Three letters. Oh, just E-O-N? Yeah. It's either E-O-N or E-E-O-N. E-E-O-N. And the title of the video is Get Out of Jail Free. Yeah, Jail Free. Yeah. <laughs> And this was done for, I don't know, I think it was two or three hundred guys. What was it for? I said this This was done for two or three hundred people. It, worked it was done by, by or for three hundred? It was done for two to three hundred. It doesn't matter, four or by. Okay, we're done. Okay. Well, I'll check it out for sure. I thank you for, I thank you for the lead on it. Yep, watch, watch that, and he explains it in detail for you. Pardon me? I said, yeah, watch that, and he explains it in detail for you. Okay. And it, it, it with those two um, thoughts in mind, the... Bill of Rights, and then the Full Faith and Credit Act, there might be, it's like, okay, so what do I do with this information now that I have it? Do I have to do paperwork? Do I have to make a phone call? You know, what, where yep, do I the, go from the, here? The video explains so, step by step. I appreciate it very much. I've tried everything. I've been throughout that whole state for the past nearly four years now, and uh I, I didn't want to do their paperwork because it was I could see it was going to waste of time and money, the tort claim. So um, uh, the court appointed him an, a, 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 an appellate attorney, and of course that went nowhere. I filed a medical malpractice suit because of uh, related issues to the matter. It's a very complex, um, a lot of particularities. And um, now I'm, uh, again, at the top of the state in a, in a different 
way with the Indiana Department of Insurance. I'm claiming to them that because I filed a criminal assault and battery and added more things to their bonds, to their bonds, that um, uh, I'm not asking for injuries. I'm just asking for you to look at what I have. If it's not an open and closed shut case, because it's all in black and white, supported by all this court hearings and testimonies and depositions and a police camcorder video that these officers breached their bond. Now, I'm not, they keep trying to tell me, you've got to file a court claim. And it's like, no, I don't think so. This is about liability coverage, that people. This is not about uh, injuries. This is about did they or did they not, in fact, breach their bond. I have proven that beyond a shadow of a doubt, inside and out, every which way around, under and through. And so then they try to tell me, well, if we were to pay on that, only the state of Indiana uh, can be paid. And I'm going, that's a what, not a who. I want to know who. I need to go hunting for next because if somebody can't satisfy my claim uh, that they've at least breached their bonds, which is where it would start, um, because as I understand it, once they anybody that sees that video and the notes, supporting notes and test depositions, testimonies I have, that there was a conspiracy. It, 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 I didn't even get to the claim for conspiracy. I was just starting small. Like, oh, let's start with assault, criminal assault and battery. And, and, and then I added, to, yeah. So anyway. Um, watch, watch that video and it'll explain to you. All right. Okay. I will do that. Right. Thank you so very much for your time. And, and thank you you guys for all the uh, help that you're doing um, in in trying to figure this mess out. And I have done the same. And just one little more interjection about what you were discussing as I came into the call. Um, about two years ago, I woke up one morning and felt like I'd been called on a mission. And so for the past years, I've been um, in contact with uh, people in higher places, let's just put it that way, uh, my angels. <laughs> and um, I've been led and guided to develop uh, the common denominator between all people, which is life source energy. Call it what you, call, call it, describe it how you wish, practice it how you wish, as long as it's not, you know, doing injury to another or their property and keeping it simple. And the other common denominator is a mom. And so it came to me that I was too, uh, what am I supposed to do? Well, it came to me three things, rally, unite, and organize moms and supporters of moms, because who doesn't have one? I mean, for gosh sakes, you wouldn't be here if you didn't have a mom. And by the way, this country was founded on mom and apple pie what I was told growing up, <laughs> as well as the Constitution. And all these yeah, years, well, I, I... Yeah, we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for our mom, right? Exactly. And so, you know, uh, I've been working with developing a series of classes that I have uh, intended to teach at the college, one of the nearby colleges, and things, doors just seem to open, and... I've now launched it publicly. 
on a verbal scale just to feel out how people like the idea. And, oh, my goodness, it's like, and I'm one person, so I'm going to the angels, okay, now what am I supposed to do? So I'm working on other strategies to do just that, to rally, unite, and organize moms throughout this country with a state coordinator, kind of sort of like the same uh, outline or strategy that the People's Assemblies have. Each state, coordinator of the state, go out to the counties, et cetera, et cetera. And I believe that between the voice of moms and supporters of moms, of which who, who is that? It's people, right? So yep. it's, it's people. So it's well, another way of yeah. joining, That's a, joining our places. Joining yeah, the our people got to come work on that. Absolutely. Well, I wish you yes. success on that. So good luck with that and everything. And uh, let me get Charles back in here. Okay, I'm sorry I got long-winded. Thank you again. I You're all right. I, got, I, I had to share that, so thank no you. No problem. God bless. God bless. Wish you success. Absolutely. All right, Charles, you still with us? I'm still with you, Brian. <laughs> all right. Uh, I had a little bit of a sidetrack there, but sometimes it's okay. going to be interesting. She sounded like a neat lady, I'm in Colorado too, um, and I'm kind of wondering: Do you know uh, what, who, who that group is she referred to as the People's Assembly? Uh, yes, I do. Oh. Yes, I do. Oh. Who would be the chief organizer of that group? Uh, I haven't really paid much attention to them for the past couple of years. Um, Okay. Basically, because of the direction it was heading in and uh, some of the tactics that were being tried. Um, like I say, I, I'm, I'm really about us coming together peacefully and everything and not really coming against the other side. People need to realize that the, this whole system is based on conflict. It's, bad. it's really an adversarial system. And we know who the number one adversary is, you know. And so if we come into an adversarial system with controversy and, and um, are adversarial with them, well, they're well-skilled and trained at this. So you really don't stand too much of a shot. We come in peace, come in peace. And our voice alone uh, will hopefully replace the guns and the bloodshed. I know that it's not probably going to be possible 100%, but we're going to come pretty close to it, that the voice of the people, and you know how that came to me in a commercial? I don't watch much TV. Over the years, I might be if somebody's visiting and they got the tube on and I catch something here or there, you know, just catches my attention. It was a Verizon commercial. And this guy's on a cell phone and he's talking about his people and behind him, the, the, the clip was showing more and more and more people. And that's what it is. It's the raising of the voice and in a peaceful manner, yet a firm and determined manner. You know, I, I, I always try to be peaceful as possible. And I mean that um, no matter what, even if I've just been, you know, slapped in the face. I'm not going to, because I don't know what's with that person. They're sick. They're not in the right mind. Try to show them love and mercy all the time. 
So that's where moms and supporters of moms would come from and come out of into the, uh, into the public in this effort of the mission, the call. So, um, but if you're interested in knowing more of possibly, I invite all to get involved, particularly locally, for starters. Um, and that's what I've come to do now. I get on the, I've been getting on the Michigan Assembly calls and reading their, um, I've downloaded just about everything on there and going through it so that I can do my best to um, coordinate a strong body of people that are interested in going forward with um, settling the land and bringing forward from yesterday what we should have had that we're not being able to live today because we have imposters on the land um, and they're, they're saying they're a government and they truly may be in their own, in their own right. They see themselves as the government. Well, fine. It's a business. It's not about justice. And so that's what we need to bring back on the land is, um, and I'm hoping through the mom effort, there will be pools and more and more people joining the assemblies to get them set up and rolling. And then we can, um, you know, have our grand juries and so forth. So, um, but if you're interested in getting on the call, there was a group a few months ago that started, uh, uh, and there's, I've been getting on a Wednesday call, and I always thought it was a people's assembly call. But apparently somebody, there was some oversight, I'll put it that way possibly, as to doing the proper uh, declaration and settling the land first and so forth and so on. So some of the paperwork wasn't in, hasn't been properly done. Well, then I'm getting on the Michigan call, and I'm learning a whole lot. They have wonderful 10 steps on how to start an assembly and um, a handbook. They provide you with templates and a lot of background information, good videos. I mean, it's a great uh, website. Um, so now getting back to Colorado and trying to apply that in my local area, um, for starters, um, there was a group that attempted this a few months ago, and it split because the gentleman, uh, well, that's the gentleman, the man who started, what is the gentleman too? The man who started it um, was overpowering. People were starting to feel like he was being overpowering. And the assembly is not about one person controlling. It's about everybody. So, you know, coming to a consensus. So um, that kind of dissolved, and it kind of took a split. But there's a new new guy on the block. <laughs> he used to be, I think, the web, the computer web guy for the original group that was trying to uh, get up and running uh, a state assembly. But the state assemblies, their strength comes from the county assemblies. I saw this, like, okay, I'm going to start, oh, I guess, and start at the county level and, <clears throat> and so forth. But if you'd like to get on that call, I'd love to hook you up with um, with uh, some direction on that as soon as I get it because I'm still waiting for a phone number and new access number for uh, Jeffrey. He's the uh, coordinator uh, and inter interim as we're in this interim time period. And um, 
he's been doing a lot of study and following Michigan's lead because, you know, if it if it's working, then why should we try something different? And apparently it has worked for Michigan. It is working for Michigan. They're, um, they're on record with the International Hague and uh, internationally they're recognized as a sovereign state. And um, like I say, I'm I'm just going along and following their lead for now. Like you said earlier, you know, if you got something better that's working for you, I'm going to jump on board with it and see which way we can, you know, get things to swing better in our favor. And um, so, um, I tell you what you can do. Being as I don't have that direct information right now is you can go to the uh, Michigan, uh, not the Michigan, National Assembly, uh, Michigan, nationalassembly.org. I got it bookmarked. But find them, and they will hook you up with the state coordinator. If you have an interest, you can get a hold of the National Assembly, the National uh, People's Assembly, I think it is. If I may. And uh, ask around. And, and if you get a hold of the uh, communication secretary, they'll direct you to whatever state you're in, to the state um, coordinator, and you can go from there. So I hope this has been of some help to you all. I'm sorry sometimes I get long-winded for some people, but there's a lot of information um, that I, I felt needed to be shared. I yield. If I may. Yeah, sure. What's up? Uh, the guy from Colorado. Uh, what part of Colorado are you on? Um, myself, Charles Stewart. Um, I'm in the city of Lafayette, Colorado. That's in Boulder County, just north of Denver. Okay. Um, if you go to um, Colorado du Jour. That's it. Um, I think it's uh, .com, but it might be .org. I don't know for sure. Uh, but they'll, um, that's the people that uh, Mama G was just talking about. That'll, uh, that'll, they're doing a state assembly. Those particular, the guy that's doing, the people that are doing the most work are, are in Pueblo County. They've got the biggest group, but they'll, uh, they'll, they'll steer you toward and and they'll have they have a call tomorrow night, so uh, you can come on tomorrow night and they'll help answer your questions. Okay. Yeah, I see the web page. I'm pulling it up. Um, okay. Good. Is is the info about the call on the web page? Uh, should be, or that or. I think the 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 one Mama G is talking about the national will steer you to the right place on the on the state, and I think that is uh, national assembly dot net. I'm not sure if I have that exactly right, but that'll that'll get you the one Mama G was talking about. Oh yeah, okay. you're not seeing a for tomorrow night on there. Uh. I haven't looked very thoroughly, but um, I can spend some time on it. And my email address is in the chat window here. 
if you guys could send me some more details, I'd sure try to um, link up with y'all. Well, I'm not on computer, but um, look a little more and come back on in a few minutes. I'll, I'll, uh, cause I got the number. I can give you the number. I don't All think right. you'll mind if I on this one. So if you don't All find right. it, come back on. No. All right. Yeah, that's no problem. I will say that um, the Michigan Assembly, <clears throat> I went, oh gosh, a year and a half ago or so, and started looking through the documents, and it kind of broke my heart because I could see somebody had put a whole lot of work into it. But yeah. people need to people need to realize that if, you know you're, you're going to join and unite, uh, start assembly, whatever. You can't go, for instance, and take Michigan's Constitution and run with it. That's the Constitution for our somebody else's company. That is a telephone. Sorry. <laughs> that yeah. that is uh, very fraudulent to do right there. Yeah. I'm in conference on talk show, Abraham. Yeah, it's Sunday. We're doing it. Uh, if you go to TalkShoe, uh, type in 612-8688. Your call here interrupted us. Um, I'm, I'm on. All right, hope to see you there. Bye. Sorry for the interrupting, Brian. Yeah, no, that's no problem. I think he's been here before. All right. Yeah, he should be able to find it. He's a smart guy. Well. But, yeah, like I was talking about earlier, regarding <coughs> what the Declaration of Independence with the Law Nation says is, you know, if – a society is not advantageous to you, then uh, you start anew. You know, it doesn't say that you boot them out and take over. It doesn't say you steal their paperwork and found your assembly on it or anything like that. No, you start uh, new. You start from fresh. You start from the beginning. You draw up, you know, your own charter or your own constitution, whatever you want to call it, and you move forward from there. Um, otherwise, anything else that you're, do that you're doing could really land you in some serious, serious trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I came to Colorado here to help the last guy that was a member of the Colorado Nine. Have you heard of them? Uh, yes, I have. I was yeah. with them, gosh, a few years ago, pretty much from the beginning. Yeah, do you know who Larry Goodman is? Sounds familiar. Well, he, he was the last one that they threw in jail. Um, oh, okay, yep. Yeah, he just went to jail here three weeks ago or so. I'm taking care of his apartment and his cats right now. Oh, that's good of you. <clears throat> but I want people to think of it kind of like this. Say you want to start up a big box store, and yeah. you don't think Walmart's doing a very good job, so you're going to start your own Walmart, 
and you were to go in and take their constitution because they have one i posted it a while back all the, all companies do all corporations do that's their founding document that establishes them um and you were to go and and take their constitution or their compact and, and use that as your own and, and try and start a company uh, you'd find your butt in court pretty much immediately And that's exactly what a lot of people have done, because they, they feel like they have some connection to the U.S. or some right to it uh, when they really don't. Um, what was created in 1789 is not really what's been taught to people, at least hasn't been taught to people for probably about 70 years. Um, right. I, I, found a, I found a textbook that was used uh, up until uh, 60 years ago or so. And it kind of explained this stuff and told you what went on. But they yanked that from the schools. Imagine that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, that, the, the federal constitutional document is uh, the, the organic constitution for the municipal corporation that was created to govern the people. It's not an organic constitution of the people of the United States. It's the organic constitution of the municipal governmental corporation that was established by those high-level Masons in 1789. Right, right. It, it wasn't a bottom-up government. It was a top-down governing company. Right, That's right. And previously, previously, the Articles of Confederation were bottom-up. Correct. And, and that's why they had the Constitutional Convention and created the Constitution that people know of today. You know, and I've heard some people say, oh, well, there's two constitutions. You know what? <clears throat> it doesn't matter to me if there was 12 constitutions or 20 or 200 constitutions. The fact is, is that <clears throat> a constitution really is a founding document or company, and it belongs to the signatories of it and to whoever it's handed down to. And the Constitution who it's handed down to is referred to as our posterity. That's what our posterity meant. Yes, and that's why you'll see, you go and do any research, the majority of the presidents have all been, related, all been related. They are the posterity of the original creators of the company. Yeah. And but that's why I say, you know, and, and so it's the same thing. Like you say, you know, you don't like the way Walmart's being run. Da, da, da. Okay, fine. Uh, you start up a brand new company, um, you know, called Bob's Mart instead of Walmart, you know, uh, you drop your own constitution for founding it. And then you start trying to draw the people there away from the company that you don't think is doing a very good job. That's the way it works. And that's the way the same thing it works with government. We see this all the time with elections. You might have a democratically controlled so-called government people don't like what they're doing so what do they do they bring in this republican form of government to try and do things um, little knowing that uh, they're really just the same people with a different mask on <laughs> yeah right on and 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 they change that mask at will you know ronald reagan was a democrat before he was a republican there's a yeah. lot of senators and representatives that have all switched sides yeah it don't matter. Yeah. Are, are you talking about the Democrats and the Republicrats? 
Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so if you don't like the company, guess what? Start up your own company, you know, and, and start governing amongst yourselves, you know. Right on. <clears throat> there really right on. is not that much that happens in Washington, D.C. that really def affects you other than financially. Mm -hmm. Well, there's a lot of federal prisoners. Yeah, there's a lot of federal prisoners, and I would say the majority of them are there for financial reasons. For what? Are there for financial reasons. That's what it always mm -hmm. comes down to. It seems like that's, that's really when people get in the most trouble is when you start messing with the coin of the realm. You start messing with the coin of the realm, you really get their attention. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and especially when you have a broad definition of commerce, um, which includes the uh, anti-drug laws and um, gut gun laws and everything, uh, it, it's all under um, regulating commerce. Um, so. Well, and that's, yeah, that's the only thing they can control is commerce. That's the only thing they can regulate. And that's yeah. why they've made pretty much all, all crimes commercial. If you go to uh, 27 CFR 7211, uh, you're going to find they've made kidnapping commercial. You know, they've made everything commercial. They've made what they called addiction to marijuana as being commercial. And it says right in there, these are offenses against the revenue laws of the United States. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. No, victim. No, no victim, no malicious intent. It, it, it's unenforceable under due process of common law, but um, they don't care because they're running military tribunals um, under their emergency war powers declarations. Um, and they're under, they can throw anybody in jail anytime they feel like it. Well, to them, though, to them, their commercial law is their common law. That is the law of the land is their commercial well, law. Well, they're too stupid to know what common law is. Well, you know, I would say common law, though, it can be defined in many different ways. It's all where you were at. The original settlers came over here because they didn't like what they called the harsh common law of the king. Uh, if you go to the Middle East, you're going to find Sharia law is what reigns predominant, and that's their common law. Common law mm -hmm. is just what's common to a people. And okay. so when okay. you start establishing your own people and establishing, you know, your own, if you want to call it a government, then guess what? What you establish becomes the common law amongst your society. I beg to differ. Here it is. Well, things like jury trial have, needs to have 12 people and a unanimous verdict. That's not anything anybody can do. That's a specific tradition that reaches back past Magna Carta to the, before the Norman Conquest, even. And um, uh, the concept of mens re, malicious intent, and corpus delecti, a real natural person's harmed. That's the essence of traditional Anglo-American common law. It's not just shit that people make up, Brian. No, no, I'm not saying it was just stuff people made up. That wasn't a statement I made it at all. Okay. 
I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying what, what they're observing as their common law for today. And that well, it's not common law. Their own people. Well, if they don't follow due process of law, it's not common law. Due process of law and common law are the same thing. And due process of law requires a real natural person victim. They almost never have a real natural person victim in any of those prosecutions. Well, I think it can all be looked at as, you know, you know, that you use the word person, and they're going to define the person various ways. They don't deal with the natural person. They don't deal with the natural person in anything. Well, they're throwing a lot of natural people in jail. Well, yeah, they're, they're throwing them in jail because the natural person is acting in the capacity as a representative of the legal person. I beg to differ. I think they're doing it because they're corrupted bastards that that are agents of the evil empire and they lust for blood and pillage and plunder. I think that's why they're doing it, not because of any fault of the victims. No, I'm not saying there's necessarily a fault of the victim. If there's a fault of the victim, it doesn't. It is that people haven't been taught or tried to learn how they are operating in this world today, because that's the way the system is working. The system. Well, Right, dealing, you have to. The thing is, you're dealing with a corporate system, right? We know that. Well, guess yeah. what? Like things can only deal with other like things. So, in and Title One, they created basically the office of person. Okay, they, and that's what's created when you're born. That's what gets registered, the, and it, they establish the office of, of a person. And then people blindly go through life essentially being an agent or a representative of that legal entity. And this isn't really my thoughts. This, these are things I have heard judges say. Well, I'm sure, but the judges are liars, Brian. They're not. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, just to add to what you're saying there, um, I remember when I became more enlightened about that birth certificate and what I'd done signing a, a piece of paper as an informant for, uh, it, I felt like I, I had just given my son and daughters away to slavery. And uh, I didn't know what I know now. I feel much responsible that I was ignorant, but uh, not so anymore. And knowing that, feel, not know, knowing and feeling that I was hoodwinked <laughs> and uh, tricked without full disclosure. Um, I don't mind telling you I was hot up for a while when I, you know, realized what I'd done. I blamed myself for not knowing more about the laws because I'd always been brought up and brought my children up that there's only one law you need to obey. In, in in the world outside your home, because I started them at home, you don't hurt someone else or their property. To me, that's common law. It's like universal law. And let's keep it simple. How do we apply that? Well, just remember to be kind. You know, be kind to one another, and we'll all get along, you know. Work things out if, if needs be, if there's a little, you know, rift here or there but when I found out about it and it's like I kept meditating slash prayer praying about it 
It's like, what's the shortcut? What's the answer? And it came to me, moms, we, I did not, I was not able. I was handicapped. I was not able. I was in the dark as to teach my children, raise my children up to know more about contract law. And um, so now that I do know, the cat's out of the bag. And uh, I'm trying to do something about it to make amends. And I'm sure that as other people are also, uh, upon becoming aware of the state of affairs that we are all in, because um, we were either in the dark or we were lied to, deceived, call it what you may. But to me, it's a dirty business that's been going on for too long, and somebody needs to come in with the cleanup crew. The, not just the ground crew, crew, but the cleanup crew. And we need to take back what is rightfully ours by our maker, moms and supporters of moms. You know, I've always said, if you got a problem with any of my youngins, you come see me. Come see me, and we'll get the matter straightened out. But when it came to that guy in the costume with the gun kind of business, it's kind of hard to go up against that alone. So no longer am I feeling alone because of the people that I've shared this idea with. They're, they, they got the picture. They're getting the picture clear and clear. The whole thing goes back to the beginning when we came into this reality via our moms. And I believe it's, I, I feel in my heart that it's the moms that can truly make a difference and will make a difference by the heavens and stars above them it's meant to be. So I yield with that, but I just want to reject that. I appreciate you listening to me. Thank you. Thank you, dear. All right, well, Charles, uh, we're hitting about an hour and a half here. Um, yeah. I haven't, you haven't seen Abraham show up yet. I haven't seen him, but um, I'll touch base with him later. And um, we might do another Zoom conference tomorrow night. Um, um, do you have an email address or anything that I can share with you to keep you posted on what we're doing? Uh, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll message it to you. Uh, Facebook, what? Yeah. Okay, okay, I'll be looking for it, Brian. Okie doke. All right, folks. Well, uh, like I say every week, this is really about learning who you really are, where you're really from, and where you're really at. Because if you tackle those three things, you're going to be leaps and bounds ahead of the average guy out there, or lady out there. <laughs> All right, next week, guys, 7 o'clock Eastern, and we'll see you then. Thanks for being here, Charles. Wow. Good night, everybody. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.